Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Simply Stogies is a passion project that is fan-funded. If you enjoy the content Simply Stogies brings to you and would like to see more and different kinds of content, a website, more on-location podcasts with blenders, manufacturers, or retailers, or video reviews, please consider supporting Simply Stogies on Patreon at patreon.com slash simplystogies. Supporting Simply Stogies can get you a ton of perks, including instant access to bonus material, access to Simply Stogies Discord, including a Patreon-only channel, shoutouts on the show and social media, a monthly virtual herf with myself and other supporters, the ability to suggest cigar reviews, cool swag, or the opportunity to do a cigar review on Simply Stogies podcast. Thank you for your consideration and your generosity. Now, on to Simply Stogies. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome. To Simply Stogies, I am your host, James. This episode, I'll be reviewing the Castagli Cigars, Daughters of the Wind, Cremelo, a Lancero based on the Daughters of the Wind blend by Castagli Cigars. But before I get into that, I want to invite you to go to creativebraincandy.com and listen to some of the other great podcasts we have over there. CreativeBrainCandy.com is a media cooperative by creators and for creators, and we're very happy to have a brand new podcast on the media cooperative called Spoiler They Die. Kat and her co-host Logan cover true crime in a way only they can. Their first venture into true crime covers Robert Picton, a Canadian serial killer. I was unaware that Canada had serial killers I am now more aware. It's a great podcast that covers things uh, from a different point of view. So I invite you all to go check it out over at creativebraincandy.com. Spoiler, they die. And while you're there in the top right, click the merch button. And there's some new Simply Stogies merch there, uh, which is different from uh, where we were before. We have a brand new vendor. A lot of their stuff looks really good. I'm really excited to get my hands on some stuff. We just set it up. So I've got some stuff incoming. I'm looking forward to uh, showing you all of the stuff that I have uh, uh, that I get on Instagram. So again, creativebraincandy.com, top right merch, check it out. I also want to remind everyone that simplystogies.com is still looking for two staff writers. We still are looking for someone to review cigars because... God knows I am not the best reviewer out there. And I understand that. And that's not my thing. And I'm doing the best I can. So I appreciate everyone uh, sticking with me. Uh, and any critiques you have, I'm more than 
than willing to hear them. But we are looking for someone to do reviews on a more daily, weekly basis than what I am. Uh, and we're also looking for a staff writer. So if you're interested in, in cigars and the politics of cigars uh, and the cigar industry as a whole, send me an email at info at simplystogies.com. Uh, and let me know that you're interested in either one, one of the positions or both of the positions, a reviewer and a staff writer. Now, before I get into my review of the Cremelo from Castagli Cigars, I feel like I should talk about reviews as a whole. Now, I've done a couple of reviews already. Uh, I did some with Mike before uh, he stepped away from the hobby. And those were a lot of fun to do with him because he was certainly more experienced than I was. And as I've said on this show before, he's the one who put together what we at Simply Stogies here use uh, to grade our cigars. And, and we're pretty transparent with what, with what we're looking for. You can go to simplystogies.com and uh, check out all the cigar reviews. And it's all right there. That's what we use to grade it. And it's very transparent. And we want to be transparent because we want you to understand where we are coming from when we are sitting down and smoking a cigar to review it. And I think maybe that's where I should start. Typically, when I smoke a cigar, I smoke a cigar probably like most of you do. I sit down. I want to relax. I want to enjoy the cigar that I've picked out for the day, for the evening, for the, for the moment, for the celebration, whatever it is. And I just want to enjoy it. Does that mean that I am constantly looking at the cigar? Am I constantly grading the cigar? Am I constantly reviewing the cigar? Absolutely not. And I don't think a majority of cigar smokers do. Now, cigar smokers know what they like, and that can take some time. When I first started this hobby, I had no idea what I liked. I didn't know what was in my wheelhouse and what was out of my wheelhouse. I, I would try everything that I could get my hands on just to see if I liked it. The things I liked, I bought boxes of, I would buy fivers of, I would buy more in that line, more different Vitolas. And it takes a while to develop your palate. And I've been smoking now for two years and it, it's difficult even for me to pick out flavors. And I will never be that guy. And I think I've said this before as well. I'll never be the guy that picks out Himalayan sea salt and, and, and taffy that was made on a warm spring afternoon uh, near the boardwalk uh, by a beach. I'll never be that guy. Just, I won't pull those flavors out. Will I get general tasting notes? Absolutely. For sure. And that's usually what, what, I, what I try to pull out. And I try to, uh, I never try to embellish, but I try to make it entertaining for you, the reader. And I try to make it entertaining for you, the listener. But I'm not, I'm not that guy who can pull out chocolate, chocolate ice cream, Himalayan sea salt, that kind of stuff. I'm not that guy. And even if I were that guy, cigars are su subjective. Everything around cigars is subjective. And I've had the argument before that there are objective tastes. And I would agree with that. An onion tastes like an onion. An onion doesn't taste like garlic. An onion tastes like an onion. But cigars don't taste like an onion. And every cigar is different. And every palate is different. And so how you are interpreting these flavors of tobacco leaves 
is certainly subjective. Chocolate is chocolate. Salt is salt. Butter is butter for sure. But what I interpret as baking spices, someone else might interpret as cinnamon or someone else might nutmeg or (laughs) I've heard people say, oh, there's star anise or there's, there's this or there's that. I never get that. I'm just, it's just a general, okay, well, it's kind of like a, a baking spice. It's like an unsweetened cinnamon roll. Or in some cases, it's like a sweet cinnamon roll. So it just depends. It's all very, very subjective. And when people in the industry and outside of the industry, and again, I'm an outsider in the industry. I, I am very grateful for my place in the industry. I'm very grateful for the friendships that I've made, the interviews that I've been able to do. Very grateful and I'm humbled by it but I'm not an industry insider by any stretch of the imagination. And there's still a lot that I have to learn about the cigar industry, the tobacco industry, and even the tobacco leaf as a, as a plant. I feel inexperienced and and to a point I am, but within the industry and specifically cigar reporting and the media that surrounds cigars, from what I have found There's no standardized cigar review. Everyone's different and everyone is subjective and they, they have their own biases and that's fine. That's, I think that's the way it should be because taste is so diverse. So what I hate, someone else is going to love, including other reviewers and what I love, other reviewers are going to hate. And I think that's fine. I think diversity within the industry and competing views is healthy. I think it's, I think, I think it only helps the industry as a whole. And I bring all of this up because the, the cigar that I'm about to review, the Castagli Daughters of the Wind Cremello, in certain circles, it, it did not score very well when it was reviewed. And again, that's fine. It's neither here nor there. What they got is what they got. What I got is what I got. And it doesn't matter. If someone has a bad stick, they have a bad stick. Someone has a good stick. They get a good stick. Rolling cigars is, as far as I can tell, uh, an imperfect science. It's still rolled by humans. It's rolled by different humans. Uh, and humans will always be imperfect as much as we wish we weren't. So as I go through this review, and if you ch- so choose to Compare it to other reviews out there of this stick or even other, other cigars that I've done that Mike has done. Uh, new reviewer, when we, when we find somebody, when they come in and they, they do it, like keep that in mind. My experience is my experience. Their experience is their experience, and your experience is your experience. And there's no wrong way to enjoy a cigar. And there's no wrong cigar to enjoy. And so with that, let's dive into the Castagli Cigars Daughters of the Wind line, Cremello. This is a Lancero Vitola, seven and a half inch by uh, 39 ring gauge. Uh, it's a little bit different. Now, it's got the it's based on the same blend as uh, the rest of the Daughters of the Wind line, not including the Robusto, the Pony. This one boasts a different wrapper. It's got a Costa Rican Claro wrapper. The binder is Costa Rican and Nicaraguan, and the filler is Dominican Oscuro, Lajero, and Peruvian. Now, full disclosure, one of my favorite brands is obviously 
Castagli. I've said that before when I met Jeremy Castagli last year. I fanboyed a little bit. I'm a little embarrassed by that. Hopefully, if I get an opportunity to meet him again, I won't fanboy nearly as much. Uh, Very down-to-earth guy, very nice gentleman, very humble. He was very gracious with his time, and I'm very thankful that he was. I'll tell you a quick story before I get into this. Uh, I had him... I had him sign uh, a cutter for me that Vlad had signed, which I have since gifted to someone who is uh, probably just as big, if not bigger, uh, Castagli fan than I am. And so I had him sign it. When I handed him the pen to have him sign it, uh, the cap was off and he was wearing a uh, a very nice uh, white dress shirt. And as I handed it to him, uh, (laughs) I, I wrote on his cuff. I was very embarrassed. Uh, I offered to pay for the dry cleaning, pay for a new shirt. If it, you know, if it couldn't come out, uh, he was very gracious said, no, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just a f- little funny story, uh, you know, that embarrasses the hell out of me. So let's talk about the Cremelo now that, uh, I've embarrassed myself. Uh, the Cremelo is a regular production. It was released December 3rd, 2019. Fun fact. Uh, my box was purchased December 4th, 2019. Uh, while I was on vacation in, in Orlando. And as soon as I got back, it was sitting here waiting for me. I ordered it from smallbatchcigars.com. Small batch cigars was fantastic. They always send everything with uh Bovida. So I didn't have to worry about it. But as soon as I got home, it went into the humidor and that's where it stayed right at 65%. It's been in there forever. I smoked one, I believe, in February because I was like, oh, yeah, I have these. I had totally forgotten. Uh, And and then I smoked three for this review. So these come in boxes of 12. And in this line, they've got uh, quite a few different Vitolas. So they've got the Cremelo, obviously, uh, the Rabacano, which is a Salomon. Uh, They have a Domin, which is a Churchill. They have the Sabino, which is a Petite Salomon. Uh, They have a Calico, uh, the Calico, which is a, a Pyramide. And then they have the Robusto, which is nicknamed a pony. Uh, the pony is different than all of them. Like it's kind of based loosely on the blend, I think, but it's it's definitely it's definitely different than the rest of the blends. the The line itself, the Daughters of the Wind, comes from a, a very famous Arabian poem written in the sixth century that was inspired by uh, Bedouin horses. And like most of the Castagli portfolio, this kind of is is near and dear to Jeremy Castagli's heart. Uh, it celebrates the stable that his family once owned. Uh, they had a, a beautiful estate in uh, a villa in in Cairo, I believe it was. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get into that here in just a little bit because their their bands have something like that. If you remember the episode with Jeremy Castagli. You, you already know this story. So on the farm where the tobacco is grown, uh, only two out of the eight acres are used to grow this particular wrapper, uh, this Costa Rican Claro wrapper. Just a fun tidbit. Uh, and I got that actually from uh, Vlad Estoyanov. So Vlad, thank you very much. I appreciate it, brother. So what's the first thing you look at when you pick up a cigar? It's the band. It's always the band. Sure, you might look to see if it's a Maduro, if it's a darker wrapper, if it's a lighter wrapper, if it's natural. Like if you're looking for a specific flavor, if it's Sumatra, you might look for that. But typically, when you are looking at a new cigar for the first time, 
the first thing you're looking at is the band. This band, to me, screams class. It is understated class. It has uh, the gold trim around it. But what makes the band for me is around the band, on the sides and the back, it has this design. And the design is from the original wallpaper from Villa Castagli. Now, it's got the Castagli logo on the back, complete with the Colossus of Rhodes, which is, again, it's, this is a very personal uh, journey for, for Jeremy. And we talked about it in the episode with him. So to me, that really stood out. And I, I really like it. Uh, on the front of the band, there's a horse, a gold horse in the middle, uh, Daughters of the Wind around it. I think it's very well done. Uh, and it has an air of uh, elegance to it. And that, when you read my review, which is at simplystogies.com, that's a theme I have with this cigar from start to finish. It's elegant. And I don't know if the Lancero Vitola is the reason for that, because there's something about that size, the long, thin cigar. Cigars are a luxury. They're, that's just, as a whole... Cigars are luxury, but when you, when you think of class, you think of the upper crust of society, you think of hoity-toity, uh, you think, for me at least, maybe it's just me, I think Lancero. I think it, there is something high class about it. So I took a look at the cigar. Like I said, I smoked three of them. They were all pretty much the same. They looked very well constructed. The Costa Rican Claro wrapper had a, maybe a little bit of a reddish tint, tint to it, which, by the way, Cremelo, uh, that breed of horse, uh, is known for, I believe, the red tint. I have to look that up, but I think the tint uh, uh, for the, the Cremelo horse uh, is red. But the wrapper was smooth. It was very inviting. It was light. I like a light, natural-looking wrapper. I don't typically like darker wrappers, Maduro's, Oscuro's. However, those are the ones that I always look at and go, wow, that's sexy. These, the natural wrapper, and again, maybe it's just the Vitola, the, the, the size of this thing, but I would just kept thinking, this is an elegant cigar. And the wrapper adds to that. It was smooth to the touch. Uh, there were a few, there weren't blemishes, to, uh, so to speak, but there were seams, there were visible seams. But when you would touch it, was very smooth. I had a pigtail on the end, although this feels like a missed opportunity to me. I don't know why we're not calling it a ponytail on Daughters of the Wind uh, on the line. I don't, I don't get it. Hey, it's just my suggestion to Castagli Cigars. Let's call this a ponytail. But it has a little pigtail on the end, and it's not, it's not your typical pigtail where it's wrapped around. It's just this, this, it's sticking out a little bit. And <laughs> when I cut it. I don't, I don't, with any pigtail, I don't twist it. I know, I know, sacrilege, right? I always screw it up. It never, it never wants to tear right for me. So I just use a cutter. I use a straight cutter. I used a, uh, I used a Zycar uh, XI1 cutter that was themed with the Castagli wallpaper uh, on it. it. Looks, It's a very classy cutter. Again, it's just, it's just everything about this, uh, the cigar and the experience with the cigar screamed class to me. So I, you know, when I smelled the cigar, there's leather, tobacco, and there was a sweetness that I couldn't immediately place 
which patience is a virtue, right? I don't have, uh, but, but I couldn't quite place it. Uh, I cut it. I did the cold draw and it was fine. I had, there were no problems with resistance. Now out of the three of these that I smoked, there was one that I would consider quote unquote tight. The draw was tight. It was very resistant, um, but it didn't hinder me from smoking the cigar. It didn't hinder the experience. It wasn't overly tight. It wasn't overly hard to draw. I didn't have to smoke it fast. I didn't have to, to make it burn harder. It never went out on me. I had no issues with it. It was just a little tight for my preference. And like I said, these have been sitting in the humidor since probably December 10th at 65%. So I, I had zero issue with, with, uh, with the draw. But immediately I figured out what that taste was. It was sweetened cocoa. That sweetness that I couldn't place, it was like the best chocolate milk. Do you remember Nesquik when you were a kid? If you're about my age, in your mid-40s, do you remember popping that Nesquik can open? And somebody said this to me the other day, and it was Joe. But he uh, <laughs> he told me he's like it was like popping uh, that Nesquik lid. And he's right. That's that's what this smelled like. It was a great descriptor. I told him I was going to steal it, and I did. There you go, Joe. And it was extremely pleasant. And I was I was excited for this cigar. Very very excited based on everything that I had seen and smelled up to that point. And the light was effortless. Everything with this cigar, honestly, was effortless. Even even the cigar that that had a little bit more resistance than what I typically enjoy. And I'm not a Lancero guy by any stretch of the imagination. I, I typically, when I smoke for myself, I don't smoke Lanceros. I would rather have a Toro or a Churchill. I like a big cigar. I want to be able to enjoy myself for as long as possible. So I lit this cigar and there were no issues. The first few puffs, a hint of pepper maybe, but it quickly faded. And it's funny, on the last cigar, I, I didn't even taste the pepper. It was only on the first two cigars that had just, like I said, like a hint of pepper and immediately went away. So I settled in and I said, you know, let's take this Lancero through its paces. Is it, is it good? Is it not good? I was about to find out. The smoke output on all three, it was generous. It was, it was enough. I wanted more. Like typically, I want more smoke. Uh, I don't, I don't need it to smoke me out, but I, I did want a little bit more smoke, but it never went out. It was enough smoke production and the smoke that I got was creamy. It was always cool. And whatever breeze was, was blowing the, on the days that I smoked these immediately took the smoke away. Some of the tasting notes I got from the first third in each of these cigars, uh, cedar earth baking spices, especially on the retro hail, I got baking spices. So once that, that pepper went away, it quickly went into a medium profile, which that's my wheelhouse. I like mild, medium, medium, full. I have to really be in the mood for something full. Uh, so this was right in my wheelhouse and I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's what I want. I want to be able to sit down and enjoy the cigar and have the flavors. I want to be able to wade through the flavors. I don't want flavors to hit me in the head and say, Hey, I'm here. I want to be able to dip my toe in and say, ah, that's what this is and kind of have them announce themselves to me subtly. 
nuanced, not overly deliberate. And this cigar did that. The earth and the wood mingled together very nicely. There was nothing overpowering, nothing off-putting. They were inviting. The smoke was cool. And Castagli cigars, if you listen to my interview with Vlada Stoyanov, if you listen to my interview with Jeremy Castagli, have always been compared to Cuban cigars and Davidoff cigars. For me, Davidoff, for most everybody else, Cubans. And I am no Cuban connoisseur. But this one reminded me of a good Cuban cigar, right? In that medium profile, uh, it was very smooth, smooth. This was like a Cuban cigar that had been sitting for four or five years. It was ready to be smoked. It was begging to be smoked. And this was the baking spices that I found on the retro hail. Oh, so good. It was so good. The ash held on until I gently tapped it until I, I didn't want to end up with ash in my lap or on my shirt. I tapped it, fell effortlessly into the ashtray. It was stacked like a, like dimes, just a tight ash. It wasn't flaky at all. When the ash fell, it held its integrity. I was, I was very impressed with the construction of this cigar from start to finish on all three. The one issue that I had that started to poke its head was it wasn't a razor sharp burn line. Now, again, it didn't affect the cigar one way or the other. This isn't the first cigar that hasn't had a razor sharp burn line, and it won't be the last cigar that doesn't have a razor sharp burn line. For whatever reason, whether it was wind, whether it was construction, whether it's the way that I store it, whatever the reason was, it just didn't want to burn straight. Now, it wasn't wonky by any stretch of the imagination. It just wasn't straight. Never needed touched up, never needed relit. I didn't have to worry about it. It just wasn't straight. Big whoop. Doesn't affect me. It annoyed me because I like a straight, razor sharp burn line. I love those. I think they're great for pictures. I think they're great for Instagram. Uh, and it just, for whatever reason, the perfectionist in me is like, no, 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 no. It's got to be a razor sharper line. This was not. And then, uh, you know, I took points off for that because that's just me. And I think that kind of goes to the experience. It's my experience. Experience is subjective. Sue me. Uh, when I got to the end of the first third, I noticed that the ash was gray and black and it went back to this elegant theme and room for whatever reason, it reminded me of a tuxedo and suddenly as I'm sitting there smoking this cigar on my deck, I felt very underdressed. That's just what this cigar screams. It screams elegance. It wants you to take it to a fancy party and show it off to people. That's what this cigar wants you to do. Uh, when I got to the second, third, uh, leather, nuts, salted butter, cocoa again, it was, it was so good. By the, the middle of the second, third, it started to ramp up a little bit in, in, Strength went from medium to medium full, but the transitions from first to second to third were great. And the flavors would intermingle. They would dance with one another in this fantastic ballet in my mouth. It was, it was amazing. Uh, the sweetened cocoa showed up uh, that I smelled uh, and tasted on the cold draw finally showed up. I was so happy. It was this sweetness that, that was dancing with this, this leather, which was the main tasting note for the second, third. 
and, and salted butter uh, and nuts were were mixing with it, coming and going. And it was fantastic. Very detailed, very nuanced, very complex. It wasn't a one trick pony. If you see what I did there, uh, it was it was nothing short of fantastic. The ash again fell about the halfway point of the cigar. Again, not the straightest of burns, but it was far from sloppy. I had seen worse and I'd smoked through worse. Was it the breeze with the construction? I didn't care because it wasn't interfering with the experience. It was mildly annoying. I moved on. Great cigar. When I got to the final third of the cigar, charred wood, chocolate, pepper, baking spices, coffee. So good. Charred wood was the predominant flavor for the, for the final third. There was a sweetness that trailed behind it, a, a little bit of chocolate note uh, that was going in and out. Again, along with some nuts, pepper, as expected when I get to the end of it, almost every cigar, I taste a little bit of pepper uh, and baking spice again on the retrohale. It was so good. It's one of the first cigars that the retrohale was really helpful in determining, at least for me, uh, in determining what I was tasting. Fantastic. I absolutely love the cigar. Uh, the smoke remained cool until I got to the nub. Uh, and then that's when I had to set it down. Uh, the pepper was and the spice were dancing on my tongue. And that's when I knew, okay, it's time to put it down. But I had nubbed it to that point, which you can see uh, from the pictures on the website. I'm going to give this my final thoughts. Uh, the flavor progression for me, they complemented one another throughout the cigar. The transition from medium to full uh, or from medium to medium full was great. It was done very gracefully. And, and it was this intricate dance of flavors that mixed very well with one another and complemented one another and made for a complex tasting experience, which is, which is what you want out of a cigar. From the burn experience, I uh, maybe wanted a little bit more. <laughs> I Look, I, I've said I'm a Castagli fanboy. I've said it. In almost every Castaglia that I've smoked, the burn has been razor sharp. Now, that doesn't mean that every Castaglia I've smoked has been perfect. Uh, the very first Castaglia, a cottontail that I pulled out of a box that I bought. And again, I don't, like, it's an imperfect science, right? Nothing is perfect. The very first one that I pulled out was unsmokable until I figured out that at the top, for whatever reason, the binder, not the wrapper, but the binder had a hole in it. Maybe it was underfilled at the top, near the head, whatever. But once I put my finger over that, I was able to smoke it. No problems. Great cigar. Just not. It happens. It happens to everybody. And if you don't think that it does, you're wrong. Davidoff has these issues. And they have quality control like you wouldn't believe. Everybody has these issues. Not every cigar is perfect. This one, it was just the burn. The construction was fine. There were the, the draw in one of them, one of the three, four, if you count the one that I smoked in February, uh, but of the three that I smoked for this review, only one, the draw was a little bit tight and it didn't hinder the cigar and it didn't hinder my experience and didn't make me change the way I had to smoke it. And if your experience differs, then differs from mine, then great. And I'm sorry you had a bad experience. I didn't. This cigar was elegant. There's no other way to put it. It was elegant. I felt very underdressed the entire time I smoked the cigar. 
So if you take a look at simplystogies.com, you can see the rundown there and the rating breakdown. We cover craft and aesthetic, pre-light characteristics, lighting process, smoking experience, and personal enjoyment. And personal uh, smoking experience is what gets the, the biggest portion. What was your experience while smoking it? And the experience for me while smoking it was great. It was nothing short of great. I gave this, this cigar, and I know there's going to be people out there that you're just a Castagli fanboy. You wouldn't point, point out something. I, I would. I absolutely would. And I, I did. I don't ever want to be accused of being dishonest about something. If I like something, I'm going to tell you I like it. If I don't like something, trust me, I will tell you I don't like it. This cigar, I love. This cigar is elegance personified from cut to light to the very last puff. The experience is elegant. It's a cigar that you would expect to see at a black tie party smoked by the upper crust of society. The Cremello will not disappoint, but just make sure you wear a tie when you smoke it. Simply Stogie's rating for this cigar out of 10, 9.14. If that burn had been a little more sharp, I'm telling you, this cigar would have been up there, but 9.1, 91, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good score in my book. Join me next time when I review the Cigar Scanner app and the Cigar Scanner Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer. I have both. I've used both forever. The Cigar Scanner app I've had since I started smoking two years ago and the Wi-Fi hygrometer and thermometer uh, was a purchase last year. And so I will take these through the paces and let you know exactly what I think of them. I hope you'll join me next time on Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>